Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. It's been a minute, but we're back and I am still Kelso. And I'm Kyla. Carl. Yeah, it's been well, like a month, I think. Well, this, this, was a, this was a long game. Like, it, yeah, it is a long game. Sometimes it takes a month because we've all like got conflicting schedules or stuff comes up on the weekend and we can't record or whatever. This one was just like, this game takes a long time to finish. I mean, and also like this, I think, I feel like this one was kind of an all of the above situation. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I've, uh, I am so busy and so stressed out uh, and have been for like a month. Um, oh no. Boy, howdy. Oh no. It's like, it's just a lot of stuff is happening. I'm like going to doctors again to try to get my head straight. And um, also we're leaving for a big family trip in a week mm-hmm. that we have to get all of our ducks in a row for. And also um, we're buying a house. So yeah, like, it's, it's the fucking just perfect storm of things happening. That does and sound I'm, like a lot of things. I'm trying to keep it together, gang. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Not to mention like holiday stuff. It was Halloween and it's upcoming on Thanksgiving and yeah. Daylight it's savings too- thrown in the mix, so everybody's clocks are all thrown off and Yeah. I like this daylight savings though. I like that it's I know I know Kylie you are not a, a darkness enjoyer, but I don't know. I get home and it's dark in the evening and I just feel comfy and it's good. Oh, well, at least someone's getting something out of it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh and- dark all the way anyway yeah it's just carl. yeah that's true yeah <clears throat> well carl you have good news don't you yeah or are we going to talk about another pod yeah i, got I guess i should have like asked you if you <laughs> yeah tell us about it if you or whatever mm-hmm. you can tell us about it design job for moves. nice i'm so excited for you carl I should have I should That's have asked really if you cool. wanted to talk about it on the pod yeah. like before I just I asked him, but okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um yeah. Exciting. I, Congratulations. It is super exciting. You done did it, Carl. Congratulations. No. <laughs> Tiny little background claps. Yeah. I was um... I was thinking about Evangelion every time I say congratulations, so you know, <clears throat> I don't understand that reference, but I'm gonna not dwell on it. Uh, yeah, like who did? Is it? Is this like a studio that we know the work of? Is this uh, someone we'll recognize? Um, so you probably know them mostly for breaking off from Coffee Stain after they made Goat Simulator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the name of the company if you can say? Double Moose. Double Moose. Very cool. I'm excited for you. Congrats on, you know, being a game developer officially. Yeah. It's it's weird. Live in the dream. Mm-hmm. Oh god, there's a there's a car alarm going off outside. I hope that's not coming through. Um, nope. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I shouldn't have said anything. Um, <clears throat> Maybe it will on your end. I don't know how the audio for this whole thing works. Gosh, I hope not. Yeah, it's um, it's been it's been weird around here. Yesterday, um, on a neighboring street, also there were like, well, the whole street was blocked off, and there were about a million cop cars, and I have no idea what was going on. Um, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, it's usually not a great sign. Um, <laughs> yeah. The it's so it's November. Um, we have lost we have lost the uh, opportunity to do some like spookiness references because we are this this last session was over Halloween, but it's November now, and that means it's NaNoWriMo. So I've been doing uh, novel writing. For the past couple weeks. Oh, that's every morning. Every morning I get up an hour earlier before work and write for an hour. Damn. That's dedication that I don't have. Um. That's a, it's a thing I can do once every few years, right? <laughs> and then, like, not for a while. Yeah, no, that's fair. Every, like, I've, 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 like, it's like Inktober, that kind of thing. I think about doing it every year and I've I've done it a few times and gotten maybe halfway through the month at best but man it's nah nah I haven't I've done my too many months <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like to. I mean the the tide has sort of turned on inktober as well and the weird kind of like gatekeeping that comes with it but oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those- haven't those people played chicory? Don't they know about gatekeeping in art? Um, yeah, right. The uh, I I don't know. We we need these months to to keep us motivated to do shit when we're all uh, you know rotting in our in our niches in our ruts in our in at home waiting yeah. for any new thing to happen. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know, like almost 30,000 words in at this point, but I kind of cheated because I wrote like 9,000 words before the start of the month. So uh, I had a head start. Um, but yeah, so. Uh... I will report you to the police. <laughs> True. Um, if I get that little badge on the NaNoWriMo website, it'll be a sh- all a sham, <laughs> all a terrible nope. fraud. Just make sure, look, we gotta bury this episode. Nobody can listen to this episode unless they find out your terrible secret. I can never hang up my printable PDF certificate for finishing out of shame. <laughs> the the printable PDF certificate that I'm sure you don't have to, like, do anything to get other than self-report? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Oh, Kyla, you're so dastardly. Well, my plan is to uh, to see where I am, like, you know, at the end of the month, if I've hit 50,000 words without those 9,000, I'm just going to erase the, like, first date. Because you can, the, their system now lets you, like, trash individual days from your word count. Like, oh, I don't want to count this day in my statistics. So if, uh, so I, you know, on the first day, I, I put in the, like, 9,000 words that I already had. Um so if I make it past 50,000 uh, with, you know, if I make it past 59,000, I will just trash that original day and not count it. That's fair. You know, keeping yourself honest. Yep. You're making a good faith effort. And I think that's 
the real thing. Right? Yeah, I, I'm doing the thing that I said I would do every day, so that's the important part. Yeah, I think the most important honestly, part is following the rules. <laughs> Are we gonna have to have a fight about this one? Spoken like a true game designer. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, also it was my birthday on Friday. I oh dang. I'm apparently turning 35. I thought I was turning 36, and then my sister called me to, like, wish me a happy birthday. And I'm like, I'm turning 36. And she's like, are, are you sure about that? Did you, like, do the math? And I did the math, and I'm like, holy shit, no, I'm only turning 35. Yeah. Oh. Been there. I don't know why, it's like, I just didn't stop to do the math, but there you go. Um. Went and saw went and saw Eternals in the theater, and then went and got some ramen and had a lovely day. Which, I guess way, I also had a birthday over since the last podcast, but yeah. it's not as recent. So, well, so happy birthday to you too! <laughs> happy birthday to you! Jeez, we we are older. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh. That is literally the one thing that can definitely be said for that. Uh, did, did you do anything fun for your birthday? Um, no. And that's, literally that's nothing. Perfectly, yeah, no, that's like perfectly fine. Um, I don't. I don't know. I I think I'm sort of at the point where it's like ah, birthday, whatever. I guess my um my coworkers took me out to lunch. Um, and oh, actually, no. What am I saying? My parents came out here for the, a long weekend. Um. Which was, like, I guess that was for my birthday. It was before my birthday, but um, my parents came out here for a long weekend, which is, like, I haven't seen my mom since Thanksgiving of 2019. So oh, that was that was something. That was exciting. Yeah, that's good. Um, time is a, a, a little oh. bit of a problem for me right now, just remembering <laughs> things and uh, mean- perceiving it. <laughs> Time as a whole is a bit of a mess right now, so it's fine. Yeah, it seems like it's always going to be a mess, also. Um, I don't know if that's just me. Uh, I, well, I I don't know. I don't remember a time before the pandemic, so I can't really speak to it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at, I think, these days. I don't know. Anywho, what are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about video games. That's what we're gonna do. We are gonna talk about video games, Scott. I think we're all very tired today, <laughs> and that's okay. I blame Sometimes getting up early to write every day. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That'll do it. Uh, but let's talk about a video game we played because I I'm excited and also nervous to talk about this video game that we played. There's, God, there's Ooh, a lot going nervous? on. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I am having a lot of emotions about it that are difficult to put into words. So that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I was playing this one and thinking, man, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be an episode for sure. Um, but yeah, we played um, the Good Life by Swery and um, White Owls that um, came out, I guess, middle of like a month ago. It came out, you know, right right before we started playing it. Um, I backed it on Kickstarter. I think, Carl, you also backed it on Kickstarter? Yep. Okay, yeah. Um, 
So, you know, a, a game that has been on the radar for a minute. Um, and boy, howdy, is it a game. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I'm like trying to think of like questions to start this off and like both what is this game about and how do you play this game and is this a good game are all such loaded questions that like I don't know where to start. Yeah, it's so it's I would say at its core, it is a narrative simulation um, where you you play as a woman who has come to rural England to uh, report on a, a small town with a secret and also to pay off a lot of debts that you have for reasons. I don't think the debt is ever um, explained. Yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's, Im it's implied that like the company she works for is like exploitative and this debt is... Mm -hmm because she like somehow made a lot of bad deals or you know like didn't read her contract properly or you know it in some way got into shit with the company that she's working for uh through partially her own fault but mostly because the company is bad she's definitely yeah. an idiot yeah she's definitely an idiot so a lot of this is self-inflicted yeah <laughs> um absolutely um, it's, it's less that like she's an idiot uh so she got herself in trouble and more she's an idiot so she wasn't able to prevent herself from getting in trouble like i get the impression the company would have tried this bullshit with pretty much anyone but she was like too dumb to get out of it yeah and also just kind of a, a rash and impulsive person mm -hmm. um which you know, only makes it that much more difficult when when you are also kind of an idiot. Um, yep. And also, like, kind of greedy and horrible, so, like... She, yeah. She's very... Yeah. She's very excited to, like, you know, if she thinks she can pull one over on somebody and, like, get the upper hand, she would absolutely try to do so. So. Yeah, it's, um... Which which makes the whole sort of emotional arc that you you come to the end of you know towards the end of the game uh, that much more confusing. But yeah, our our main character is um, Naomi Hayward, a photojournalist, or maybe she's just a photographer. I don't know. I think she's primarily just a photographer working for a uh, a big news conglomerate in New York City, and she has gotten herself into what is it like twenty twenty five thousand twenty sorry twenty five million. 30 million pound British 30 million right 30 million uh British pounds of debt I don't know why she's why her debt is in pounds when she herself is an American but that's fine we don't have to think too hard about that um there's so many there's so many things in this game that you should not think too hard about that is the least of the details that you yeah. <laughs> need to care about yep <laughs> yep um and you have been sent to the town of Rainy Woods, which is called the the happiest town in the world, uh, to figure out why people are so gosh darn happy there. Yeah. But then somebody gets murdered. Yeah, then someone gets murdered. Um, and, and no it's one a seems... fairy game. Yeah. And someone and... has to get murdered in the beginning of a fairy game. Yep. Yeah. And uh, no one seems to care that much. Like, some people are a little bit upset at first but other than that life just continues as normal yeah but nevertheless you want to solve this murder it's 
The, also, this, this, the, also, the murder part of the game is, like, not actually an important part of the plot, except it's, like, the inciting incident for the whole plot, but then the rest of the plot has little to nothing to do with it, actually. Yeah, the whole point of the game is you have to solve Elizabeth's murder, and then you don't solve the murder, uh, and and the, the news company tries to... Um, I don't I, honestly. I don't even know what their goal was besides make money, um, yeah. off of being able to turn people into cats and dogs. Look, that's the hook. Really, <laughs> is that um, you can turn into a cat, you can turn into a dog. Um, during the full moon or the new moon, all the people in the town turn into either a cat or a dog. You can turn into both um, at will. For reasons not time. adequately explained. For reasons that are not explained at all. Uh, to turn into a cat, you make a potion, um, or, or rather, you, you meet a... a, uh, a aged hippie, Yeah, a forest hippie witch in the woods, and she makes you a potion. And to turn into a dog, uh, does she also mm, make you a potion? Egg. You meet a fried yeah, egg. Yeah, right. You eat the egg. Yes. <laughs> You eat an egg to become a dog. Yeah. Um, the first time. Once you've done it once, you can then do it whenever at will after that. Yes. It would um, be annoying you also... if you had to get a fried egg every time, because it turns out it's actually quite hard to make fried eggs in this town, yeah. but sure. I mean, it is a special fried egg. Yes, yes. that's true. Special golden yeah. egg from special space rooster. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, fucking get there. Uh, it is only laid on the full moon. Um, you also, uh, you also become uh, a friend of the sheep. This being rural England, there are a lot of sheep, and you become a, a sheep knight, and you can uh, ride the sheep and exert your will over the sheep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't really say if this is like if this is a like poorly balanced simulation game that is like annoyingly interrupted by uh, some narrative or a narrative game that makes no sense that is just like weighed down by simulation elements I don't think it's weighed down I well, uh... That's the thing. It's like, individually, I didn't really hate any of the activities I was doing for the most part. It just felt like whenever I had a goal in the game that I was trying to do, there was always something about the opposite system that was getting in the way and preventing me from doing the thing I wanted to do, and it felt like a hassle. Yeah, I... I am I am in the camp that this is a narrative game that is hindered by too many too many systems. Yeah. Um but, you know, uh, there are the, there are so many systems in this game. Let's start there. Let's start yeah, with let's there start are with so systems. many fucking systems in this game. So, um, yeah. The first one and one of the bigger ones is just uh time. Everybody has a schedule. Everybody has jobs. They eat lunch. They have hobbies that they do. They go to church sometimes. They, you know, are in certain places at certain times of the day. And uh, the moon cycle, as we already hinted at, is also a big part because for two nights every, like, 14 three, days, I guess. Three nights, I think, because it's like the night, the night before, the night of, and the night after each of the lunar mm -hmm. cycles. 
yeah, that sounds right. Um, everybody in town just turns into a cat or dog and runs around outside all night. Um, Which doesn't do much. Mostly it just makes it annoying because you can't talk to them to do the side quests you need during those yeah. the times when they're an animal. Yeah, and sometimes it makes it annoying for the opposite reason where you're like 12 days away from the next cat-dog night and you have to talk to someone or interact with them when they are a cat or a dog and you gotta just sleep your way through two weeks to try to make the time pass faster. Yeah, luckily I, I only I, had to do that once. Yeah, I think yeah, I think there is only like there's only once in the main quest that you have to do that. I guess I guess at some point you do get um the ability to just pass time. I I feel like that popped up at some point and I forgot about it. And yeah. I only just now remembered it. Um, related related to that system, there is also a team cat and team dog system where everyone is in the town is aligned to either dogs or cats and which team uh, you are aligned with supposedly affects your interactions with them. Although I did not notice any effect other than there were like a couple of side quests to get a certain percentage team cat or team dog. So um, the the primary thing that I am aware of is like store prices, um, and um, one of the one of the big ways to make money is the the sheep racing. Once you finish that quest line, you talk to the the knight Douglas Douglas McAvoy, the guy who mm -hmm. uh, he's the town like handyman blacksmith crafting guy, and he always wears a full suit of plate armor um, mm -hmm. for reasons, um, and. You can talk to him and he'll let you do a sheep race once a day and you can get some money out of it. And if you are further towards Team Dog, I think, you get more money. Mm. Um, and I think it, al it also affects shop prices as far as I know. Um, and I think those are sort of the main the main yeah. thing that Team Cat versus Team Dog does. Um, there's also a... There's also a um like hygiene slash charisma system that affects shop prices and, and people's dialogue. Um, there's a stamina system that affects your running and attacking. There's a hunger system uh, where you have to keep yourself well fed. There's a, an a illnesses system where you can get debuffs if you do things when you're like too otherwise weakened. Um, there you is have a life system. Yeah, there's a health system that you can uh, you can lose health. If... There's yeah, there's health and there's like awake awakeness, wakefulness, alertness. Yep. Um, there is uh, uh, the stress system, which, as far as I can tell, is only ever indicated by like sometimes you'll have a pop up that says you gained plus ten stress, and I think Naomi's like portrait in in the in the HUD, yep. her like the way she uh her, like the you know if she looks pissed off she's more stressed yeah and if she doesn't look pissed off she's less stressed um yeah uh, there's uh there's a there's a gardening system where you can garden and plant stuff there's a um uh cosmetics cooking. system for yeah there's cooking for your for your food needs um which can also give you buffs um there's a cosmetics system for your house where you can craft cosmetics thing. There's a um, crafting system for clothing, which lets you uh, like get buffs of various kinds as well as being uh, cosmetic. Um, there's the they, potion crafting. There's yeah. There's like a bunch of different. Um, there's like 
different shops that will sell you like potions that do buffs. There's like the doctor will sell you stuff that gets rid of certain status effects. Um, there's you can buy food uh, from people in town. There's the the photography mechanic where you actually take pictures of things. Um, the photography mechanic includes a um, system whereby your equipment wears out uh, over time and has to be repaired unless you get brand new equipment, which is so expensive you will probably never do so. Um, mm -hmm. There's the photography mechanic is also tied to a buzzwords mechanic where different uh, things are trending at different times of the uh, you know, at different on different days, and so. If you upload the right photos to your Instagram account, Flamingo is what it's called in the game, uh, at the at different times, then you can get more money for that. Um, there's, you know, there's side questing. There's a there's the sheep handling mechanic yeah. where you can ride a sheep, but you can also like catch and raise different sheep and they have different stats, so you have to go take care of them periodically to up certain stats. Mm-hmm. There's uh, fishing, which I never did, but I know you can do it. There's mining. You can go there's around mining. and uh, mine minerals. Uh, animals. Not <laughs> animals, especially as a cat. Um, you can just insta-kill all of the small mammals and birds. Yeah, there's there's a an entire um, dog piss scent marking system whereby you, you pee right. around places and when you when you have peed near a place, it opens up um, dig spots. So if you have peed near this tree, then uh, sometimes you will get a little marker close to the tree that says, oh, you can dig something up here. Mm -hmm. um, also, as a dog, you can rummage around in garbage bins. Which ends up being incredibly important if you want to do any of the crafting things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's like the only way to get aluminum cans, I think. Yeah, you need... Okay, so... The thing is, like some of the, individually, a lot of these systems are pretty good and pretty fun. The but a lot of them, the crafting especially, are horribly balanced. Like in order to craft any pretty much any piece of clothing, you need an aluminum chunk. In order to get an aluminum chunk, you need fifty aluminum cans, and they are only found as a random drop in trash cans. And there are what maybe like a dozen trash cans in the town. So. Yeah, but I I did see in a recent patch note that you can um you can trade energy drink cans for um for empty aluminum cans or something like that. So they they're at least trying to balance that. But there are other things like um there was I think it was rabbit fur, some some kind of animal fur where you know you kill an animal as a as a cat or a dog, um and it it will either drop meat or fur. But the the meat drop is. Uh, like 90 something percent and the fur drop rate is tiny so you're just running around trying to find rabbits and kill every single rabbit to just hopefully maybe possibly get a little bit of fur yeah there was um, there was i wanted to craft one jacket and one backpack and i never managed to craft either of them the entire game because I just never had the ingredients and I feel yeah. like that's true for most of the crafting systems like all a lot of the food has ingredients that you like have to go out of your way to buy or find um the the, the potions that the witch does you like need like there was a side quest she had where I had to get three uh large animal femurs which I assume is a drop you can get from fighting the bigger animals as a dog and I, I never had more than two <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I don't remember if that's from fighting or if that's from digging, but it is a dog. dog I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping it was digging. I kept looking for it when I was digging and I kept getting like animal bones and fossils. So I'm like, maybe this is just a rare dig drop or maybe it's a combat drop. Either way, I'd like never figured out how to get them. Yeah, I did not do um, any crafting except what was like explicitly required of me. Mm-hmm. by the main quest or um like a handful of side quests i did yep. not do any of it and you really don't need to like that's that's the thing about all of these systems is that uh, you know y- you brush up against a lot of them during mm-hmm. the during the main storyline and during, you mostly um, notice them when they are annoying you because you have to interact with them <laughs> where it's yeah. like oh yeah, by the basically. way you have to craft this thing with the witch to do the next part of this side quest and you're like uh i have to find all these ingredients yeah or uh, like you have to go to the mine and mine some stuff for this quest okay i guess i'll go mine up some fucking gold nuggets whatever oh, i forgot the uh i forgot the fucking uh map unlocks systems there's a system whereby you pay your way and the shrines <laughs> so the, the Sorry to interrupt, but like... No, 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 yeah. There's so many. Um, so there's a system where you can pay money to unlock paths throughout the game, so you can go through gates faster riding your sheep. Most of the most of them don't matter, because if you don't feel like paying, you can just turn into a cat and jump over the wall and then continue on yep. the other side. Uh, a couple of them, like, you do actually have to do because the walls are too tall. Um, but there's also a system of unlockable camping sites uh throughout the map where which makes it so that you can save in other places as well as like cook and access your inventory um Mm -hmm. around the enormous 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 map yeah the very Um, large and mostly very empty map yep yep uh there's also a series of uh shrines that you can go to and pay money to unlock and they are fast travel points, which is very useful, and also they give you side quests like once a in-game month, and um, so you can do those too. Yeah. Um, there's a there's also the dog scent mechanic, where oh, yeah, you can yeah, yeah. smell things as a dog, uh, and this is used to like track people or find them at various points uh, in the game. Um, and the 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 cat has a like they both sort of each have their own things and so the cat's sort of i guess equivalent thing is that you can climb up walls at certain points mm-hmm. that lets you you know get up on the roof That's for right. traversal or a lot of times there will be which, like quest items up there which almost made it so that i couldn't play the game at all because the very first time they tutorialize it there's a part where you're supposed to get up on the like bell tower of this church and it just was bugged for me. Like, the animation was such that it threw me off the wall every time instead of getting me to the top, which was supposed to happen automatically. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having to go lower down on the roof and look at the marks sideways in order to get an angle that actually got me up at, on the roof. Yeah, that's so bizarre. And, and that's one of those things I was thinking when you mentioned that. Um, is I feel like there there must be something tied to like frame rates or something because I had seen a lot of people talking about how like their the 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 quest where you get the cat potion is timed um, and I had seen a lot of people were like oh I'm having trouble with this the timer is like really 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 strict and I'd seen a lot of people mention that and I don't I didn't 
have an issue with that. So I don't know if it's like there's some weird hardware thing that 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 you know movement speed or what is tied to, but boy howdy, there's um, it's definitely definitely some interesting jank going on here. Yeah, um, and the game so. is very jank. the The frame rate was a abysmal on my computer most of the time if i was running around someplace i had to focus the camera on the ground because only when it was rendering like just the area right in front of me could i get the full frame rate oh my gosh yeah that's Sounds that's like a great. pain yeah i didn't have any issues with that i mean yeah. to be fair that one i don't actually hold against the game because technically i don't meet minimum spec uh for the game with my computer Okay. So, yeah. like, it's understandable that maybe it has rendering problems if I'm like literally not having the uh, the equipment that they expect me to have. But yeah, that's fair. But still, yeah, that's not. I mean, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But it doesn't. It doesn't feel like they're like this could have been optimized better. Yeah, it doesn't look it's like a pretty enough game to be to yeah. warrant that minimum spec. Yeah, it, no, it I, kind I of looks and it kind of looks like a mobile game in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sorry, we were talking. What were we talking about before? I we were, we were just we going started mentioning systems. systems. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there are any other systems. Um, I'm sure we'll come up with some of them as we as we get there. Yeah. Um, there's so the main the main game like it has like a a prologue section which is like learning about the town uh then there's like the inciting incident of the murder and it forks into three main quests which you can sort of progress in in any order going back and forth between the different quests as as needed um and that's the bulk of the game and then there's sort of an epilogue sequence where it not epilogue but there's like a third act sequence where it just takes a like a wild narrative turn into something that has nothing to do with the rest of the game up until that point. Uh, yeah. and, and you do the end part of the game and then there's a little epilogue. Yep. Um, I did, I did, I don't know if I mentioned, I did get both endings so we can talk about that oh, when, good. Um, yeah. when the time comes. Um, here's a, a little spoiler. The, the endings are functionally identical. Yeah, um, I'm not that surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, to to no one's surprise whatsoever. Um, so I mean, I guess we can sort of just go through the plot, the, the yeah, the the main three sort of quest threads. Yeah. Um, so well, so the beginning, as we mentioned, you're called out to the the town to be a photographer. There's a there's like a woman. What's her? Is her name Elizabeth? I think Elizabeth Dickens. Yes. Yeah, Elizabeth Dickens, who is uh like in a wheelchair she's the one who like welcomes you to the town and says like you know says some cryptic stuff and you're like oh this she's probably some kind of like antagonist or some holder of the secrets in this town in some way she's very mysterious uh and then she turns up dead in a river with uh a big fancy ancient sword stuck through her uh and you get three leads from this crime scene one is the ancient sword that she was stabbed with one is a set of glowing mossy footprints that were found near the scene of the crime and the other is a a weird like super speed flash thing that we caught on camera when you were taking pictures around the, the crime scene 
So each of those is like a thing you can mm -hmm. investigate separately. Um, you know, all intertwined with, of course, there's like 60 billion side quests from <laughs> characters in town that you can be doing while you do all of this. Yeah, every, I feel like every time you see someone, they've got that little fucking exclamation point, like, oh, I've got a new quest for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, and I said, no, no, thank you. I've done so many quests already. I've and done side note, quests. they spend a lot of, not a lot of, but like, enough that it's noticeable, they do like a fourth wall breaking call out of like, oh, ho, ho, this feels just like a fetch quest in an RPG, uh, you know, like, that. this is so boring and repetitive. And I'm like, you can't fucking hang a lampshade about how this is, like, tedious busy work and then make me do the tedious busy work game. <laughs> like, that's just yep. admitting that your game design is bad. <laughs> like, yeah, stop they it. Really, God, they, and they do that all the time. Naomi is constantly making references to, like, oh, it's just like I'm in an RPG. Um... Which is, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't feel like it's in character for her, um, except that you know that this this was a game that was made by game developers. So yeah, she talks about being a gamer, but like nothing about her personality or background would suggest that she's a gamer. Yeah, and and even like, look, even spoiler, um, the you eventually meet like the spirit of the ancient sword. Um, at the end of that quest line, and the spirit of the ancient sword is also a gamer. The spirit of the ancient sword is a gamer because she's like, oh, I'm going to use my my spirit realm internet to play this new MMO. And the girl who runs the clothing shop also is like a streamer, like a Twitch streamer at night, yeah. they mention. Like, what? They make such a huge point of saying we've got shit Wi-Fi out here or shit internet out here. How yeah. is everybody playing all these fucking games and how is everybody streaming to Twitch? Yep. From your from your boutique clothing store. What is what is going on? <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So there's these so there's these three quests. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um. One is I mean, one guess, is guess... one is goofy. One is serious. And one seems serious and then becomes very goofy. I want to know which one, which one uh, each yeah. of those is in your mind. <laughs> so let's, let's start with the one that is goofy. The one that is Take goofy is the, the one that is the goofy is the one where you are training to become a sheep knight. Because there's a man who is clearly a sheep who introduces himself yes. and says, like, you want to, like... Be, you know, like, you need to become an ancient sheep knight in order to unlock this special castle and get vampire blood. And so then you, like, do it and you go into, uh, you go, you, you end up riding the sheep. So this guy is, he's either a man who looks very sheep-like and wearing, like, a, <clears throat> you know, a fancy, fancy clothing, or he's a sheep wearing a fancy top hat <laughs> and a bow tie and glowing. So you ride him as a fancy sheep through a barrier back in time to find a whiskey called Vampire's Blood. Uh, yeah, and then you, uh, and then yeah, you have so, to outdrink the vicar. Yeah, the, the first thing you have to do, like, is a whole bunch of 
like sleuthing to learn about this the ancestral clan that used to be like the big landowner in the area called the the Bloodwood family or something. So you have to uh, unlock the gate that lets you onto the Bloodwood land, and it's like oh the mystery of who are the Bloodwoods and why why did their you know why did their lineage fall and and none of that's important. Um, and then you yeah and then you go back in time on a on the, the back woman- of a magic sheep. And the one and one of the like the woman who runs the sheep farm is like a descendant of the ancient Bloodwoods, but she like just doesn't think much of of it, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Like after after the fact, you jokingly call her Duchess, and she's like, "Don't fucking call me that." Yeah. <laughs> Please don't men- do 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 not speak of this to anyone. I just want to be here with my sheep and my huge jacked arm. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, she's a she's a strong lady with one very buff arm. Um, only one? Which, I thought she was more or less. No, I didn't one. even no, notice. Okay. She's got one arm that's super. I mean, she's she's like a big strong lady, but her one arm is like like Trogdor the Burninator, big muscly arm level, and her other arm is like regular strong lady arm. I did not um, even notice. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so this this whole process involves a lot of, like, learning to race sheeps um, through obstacle courses, which, fine. Like, the sheep riding was uh, honestly kind of fun, except that uh, every time you do a charge attack, she uses the same voice sting, which gets really... (laughs) Which gets real bad real fast! I mean, it's not like she uses a lot of different voices during the other parts of the game. Yeah, it's just that this usually you end up having that voice sting like six times in a row, and it's like, ugh. Yeah, um, it's it's that voice sting and the one song that they play while you're riding around on a sheep. Yep. And um, and I I wish that like there also had been a jump button as a sheep because like it's fun to bash into things, but it would have been nice to like be able to jump over some smaller obstacles as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, like of the systems in the game, the sheep riding is one that I have some of the fewest. Okay, it's the one that I have some of the fewest complaints about. That might be, however, <clears throat> because sheep riding was a fucking godsend to me, because I didn't realize until like ninety five percent of the way through the game that there's a fucking run button. <laughs> well, here's the thing: the run button is basically useless. Um, Especially when you're not in, like, dog form, because your stamina just drains and it's not that fast. Um, Mm -hmm. Once I got sheep, I was on sheep about 90% of the time, unless I needed to not be on sheep, so... Yeah, before I I got sheep, I spent a lot of time as a cat, because the cat is the the character that has the best, like, basic walk speed. Um... Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time just walking around, like, wandering the wilderness as a cat before I unlocked sheep-based travel. And I'm like, oh, thank God, this is so much faster. Yeah. This world is so huge. I needed something. And I mean, it took you a lot longer, but it did. It also took me about two hours, maybe, to realize that there was a run button. Um, so I, I was like, yeah, what is the I point of the pain. fucking stamina meter? Because, like, the only thing I do with stamina is, like, attack, and the stamina recharge is such that, like, I never run out of stamina while attacking, and then, yeah, then, like, 95%, I'm like, oh, oh, I can run, and that uses stamina. <laughs> no wonder. 
And it's wild because the, the run is bound to a shoulder button if you're playing on a controller. I don't know yep. how you were. Yes, I was. Um, but the, the, the face button, I think it's the, the, the B button or whatever, um, which, you know, would be one that you kind of maybe would expect to be a run button. I don't know. Um, it, it, if you are playing as Naomi, it just lets you kind of do a little skippy, skipping yeah. animation. Let's you skip. Which is... <laughs> like what? Okay. That, I think that's why I didn't look for a run button is because she has a skip animation. And I'm like, this seems like a thing that was like, is sort of a run, but it doesn't actually make her go faster. So I guess they just didn't implement running. But no, there's running. It's just a different button that they never tell you about. Yeah. The, the skip button, I guess, corresponds with the jump for the dog and cat. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. And then, and then the dog also, the dog and cat also have a dedicated like bark or meow button, which is only useful if you're a dog because that's what you use to demoralize sheep so that you can then train them. Is you bark at them until they're um, until they're like stubbornness bar. Uh, decreases such that yep. you can train them with your magic sheep whistle. Um, Listen, it's a weird game, okay? <laughs> it's a weird game. Um, yeah, you, you go back in time mm -hmm. on the back of a magic sheep and you find out that everybody in the town um, is basically like the exact same person as their ancestor uh, um, which they, they hint big, at this later. There's a big, oh. like, misdirect where they want you to believe that, like, the people are vampires because you're searching for something called vampire's blood and there's a whole thing about the Bloodwoods history where it's like, oh, they, like, learned how to raise the undead and isn't it weird how everyone's ancestor looks exactly like them? Um, and, yeah, but, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It is, like, at the very end of the game, they do then imply that it is, like, basically reincarnation. Okay, here's big spoiler. The very last sequence is um, a, a woman who looks exactly like Elizabeth, but with slightly different hair color, and she's not wheelchair-bound, um, comes in. And one of the first quests that Elizabeth has you do before she dies is she has you go to the shop and get her a pair of shoes. And then at the very end of the game, this new Elizabeth-looking lady comes in and says, Oh, the last one had you hang on to a pair of shoes. Do you still have those? And you, you give them to her and she's like, Oh, thanks. These are great. I feel like I could run a marathon in them. Um, but that just that, that phrase, the last one had you mm -hmm. hold on to these shoes. So I guess they're implying that everybody in rainy woods just kind of reincarnates. See, see, I got forever. the impression. I got the impression it was just Elizabeth who is like this weird guardian spirit of the town who like has some ritual where she dies and reincarnates to keep protecting the town, but maybe not. Who knows? And maybe. Yeah. If it's... other people, then they should know, like, because when you get the shoes for Elizabeth, they're like, Worried about Elizabeth because she always gets new shoes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that I don't... kind of implies that she's the only one. Yeah. So who, who fucking knows? I wouldn't knows? be surprised if there are plot holes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe like that's why nobody is particularly concerned about her grisly murder because they know she'll just come back eventually. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, it's like I said, don't. Don't think too hard about it. 
Yep. It's just how this game is. Um, so that's that's plot A. That's the goofy one. Yeah, you get into you get into the um the the thing, and the vampire's blood turns out to be a whiskey that's just very fancy. Um, but it attracts the local vicar who's a drunkard, and the vicar you have to like do a do a drinking battle with him <laughs> and out drink him, and then you get to take the whiskey. And all three of the um. The storylines ends with Naomi like trying to uh, like shill something on eBay, and then the company comes and like confiscates it from her. So in this one, she's trying to shill the like remaining whiskey. Yeah, selling this this very expensive whiskey for a lot of money because you know, lady's got debts. You got to pay your debts. Um, but then yeah, she's got this like this big burly um, bodyguard who kind of like shows up. Anytime she comes into some money and says, okay, give me the money now. He's sort of the, the guy who's responsible for making sure that she pays back the, the news company, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So the news um, company is called Morning Bell and the, the big like bouncer looking guy has a tattoo on the back of his set, head that says, I heart MB. And for the longest time in the game, I thought that tattoo said, I heart me, which I thought was I? just the funniest fucking tattoo. I thought it said I hurt me as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I, good, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> I took a break, like, after the beginning of the game, and I forgot that the news was Morning Bell, so I tried for so long to figure out what the tattoo meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, just an interesting choice. Um, and you also get... Um, some side quests from your sort of contact at Morning Bell. Her name is Lucy, um, Lucy something. Um, and she, you know, she gives you things like, oh, we need to take pictures of this or that um, as part of Morning Bell's like research. And they, you know, it's a side quest. They pay you for it, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like significant that you really do in those in those email quests but th there's not really <laughs> not really you take a lot of pictures yeah it, it, i guess it kind of it kind of works to explain like what what exactly is happening at the ending of the game there but kind of a little bit well um, it serves to have vaguely introduced you to some of the characters who will be there uh at yeah, that point that but that basically that's it yeah um, okay, so the next, I guess, which quest line did you want to go into next? Um, so the, I, I'll do them in the order that I did them in the game, I guess. Um, so the second okay. one, the second one that I ended up finishing was the one that's the quote unquote serious one, which is where there's a, a woman who believes that she's like the descendant of King Arthur and should be the rightful heir to the throne of England. And she has a magic sword uh, and like disappears into the woods and you have to like track her through the woods and do this like weird temple puzzle. Um, and I don't know, I like, I don't think there's not a much about it. That's actually that much more serious than other things, but it's like played more seriously. Like the music is very dramatic and they seem to want you to think that like these characters really like care about this stuff and are you know the family's really torn apart by what happened and things like that yeah they also throw a, a huge red herring at you at the very beginning like 
So the the initial part of that quest has you um investigating uh, a guy named um Rudman White, who's sort of like the big local rich guy, um mm-hmm. local rich old man, and he's got you know he a- allegedly owned the 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 you know mythical sword that yeah. was found in Elizabeth's chest, um and we you're should... doing a whole bunch in oh, oh go ahead yeah we should mention that these. These investigation side quests are led by a weird uh, Sherlock Holmes knockoff called mm-hmm. like uh, what is it? Norlock Norlock um, Homeless Norlock Homeless Yeah, that's right. Um, and he has a little bird on his head that says fish and chips, which is kind of adorable. Yeah, I, I you also find out later. I think that his name is like Charlie Baker or something. Yeah, um, and that Norlock Homeless is just sort of a, a pseudonym for him. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, you you spend all this time like investigating um, Rudman White and then um, you. Yeah, he had like this secret affair with the, this woman because like she was his married, like she was his stepmother. She was married to his father, but he was but she was much younger than him. And she was like, kind. he was cruel to her. So he like helped murder his father in order for this woman to like be free and then they like maybe almost had a romance but then didn't yeah um they also sort of do a red herring about like oh rudman rudman loves his deceased wife and then you find out that like his deceased wife is actually that he speaks so fondly of i think her name is yvonne is actually just a a, a turtle that he his pet a turtle, turtle he, that he really loved um yeah um but yeah you you go to the the like temple and the sword is there and she's got the the magic amulet that has the spirit of the sword in it and um what you do with that temple mini game by the way there's like four pedestals where you have to put the right things and there's a bunch of stuff around that can be put there and you have to figure out what goes on which pedestal Oh, I just kind of guessed because it, it they made it very obvious when you had put the correct thing um mm-hmm. on the on the pedestal. So I I you know, I kind of well, it took me first of all, it took me a minute to realize that you have to read the plaques in front of the pedestals. That mm-hmm. was not super clear. Um and those give you pretty big hints. Um but otherwise, I just kind of walked around until I found the right thing. If I didn't if it wasn't immediately apparent based on the the text once I figured out that you could, you know, read the text. Um, Carl, how'd you do with that one? I mean, I did pretty much the same thing because it was easier. Than... Okay. The uh, the the problem is you have to carry stuff to the pedestals, and when something is heavy, Naomi walks very very slowly with it, and it's and very. You get back pains. You get back pains if you're weak when you do it. You you can get yourself a, a hernia, I think. Or no, lumbago. You get lumbago, and then you have to like go get that treated by the doctor. But uh, also, it's very hard to turn when you're carrying something heavy. So if you don't approach it at the exact right angle, you end up having to go in like a huge wide circle in order to get yourself facing the right way. Yeah. Um, I had a problem where I misread the hints on one of the. Um, pedestals and then when you read it again they don't repeat the hint the same way so I had thought that the one that was like uh, that ends up being like a lion the hints the original hint says something like oh this is you know about the nature of mankind 
it like this one might be tricky. It's probably not something that is uh, like a direct literal representation of a human. But I misread it as this should be something that is a direct, immediately recognizable image of a person. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it I, has to I, be. I remember the that. Because I, I had the same reading. I think it I think it specifically said this is something that's maybe not immediately a man, specifically a man. Yeah. Um, and I the the answer is you put the bust of a lion, which is obviously a male lion because it's got a mane. But the mm -hmm. obvious thing is there's a big like statue of a person in a suit of armor, but that's not obviously a man. That could be a woman in the armor, I guess. I think mm -hmm. is like how I, it, it it was a bizarre clue. Um, yeah, so I read it as I read it as this must be something that is an obvious representation of a human figure at first glance. And I'm like, well, there are only two humanoid things here. There's this super heavy suit of armor and there's a little gnome, like a lawn gnome figure. So it's got to be one of these two. And I kept trying to find the right combination of things and it kept not being a thing. And then I looked it up and I'm like, that a lion is not a direct representation of a human. What the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, it's... that that annoyed the hell out of me. But other than that, uh, yeah, and it's there's also like puzzles. That's yeah, there's. The I also had trouble with the tree one because you have to. It's something about like life, but it's tree and the representation of life. But the representation of life is half snuffed out, so it's maybe like a dead tree. Um, and I I missed the. Because you have to, like, wander around to find all the things that you have to put on the pedestal. And I just kind of missed the block of wood, I guess, for a while. So well, there are a bunch... Looks, yeah, it looks like a crate. And there's crates scattered around the game that you can't pick up. You just kind of break them. And sometimes there's stuff inside. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch yeah. of potted trees and, like, other plants. Uh, so I kept, you know, going to, like, picking up all the trees and bringing them down and of course all of them are heavy objects so they take ages to get there yeah so i found uh. that puzzle quite frustrating but the area that you do it in is really beautiful it's like this weird time stuck place that's always night and has like this eerie music and is like just really pretty <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah it is it is a cool location um it's also get... one of the areas that they lock you into the minigame, so you can't leave that area or do anything, like, in the menus except pause until you figure it out, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they do tend to do that at, at points during the main quest. Um, but, let's see. Um, yeah, so then you, you yeah, get into yeah, the and temple and you find Mungan. Yeah, and you get teleported into, like, a white void um, where you fight the lady... And she's kind of like she's like having a weird little mental break, um, and because she's like ah I'm the true descendant of King Arthur or some some shit like that, um, uh, you know, um, and then she has like a she has a necklace that has like the tip of the ancient sword on it, and like you you accidentally like bump it so that the sword is reformed. And then, like, you have to, like, race to get the sword before she can grab it. Um, and then the sword talks to you because there's, like, a spirit in the sword. Yes. Um, and then you, yeah, you, you go to throw oh, the sword yeah. in the lake. And then the sword, like, 
then you're like, nah, actually, I'm just going to sell this on eBay. And the sword's like, fuck you, throw me in the lake. What is wrong with you? Yeah, because this is where the sword's like, I got to play this new MMO at the bottom of the lake here in the spirit realm. Um, yeah, and and then what? The, the guy from Morning Bell comes and takes the necklace or what? I don't yeah, you, you end up breaking the tip of the sword off um, by accident again. And like you throw most of the sword in the lake, but I guess you keep the end of the sword pendant thing. And then, yeah, the morning bell guy comes and takes it off you. Yeah. Or, or you up, put it on eBay and someone like snaps it up right away and like, oh, buys yeah, it. yeah, that's right. So you, yeah, you, um, you put it on eBay and some mysterious buyer buys it. And then, and then the guy from morning bell comes and says, Hey, I hear you made a bunch of money, mm-hmm. um, I guess, and takes the money. So yeah. So there's that one. And then the final one is um, the like mines in the mountain quest, which was like weirdly annoying to get started because you have to figure out a way to get through the snowstorm. And uh, it turned out I was just like approaching the wrong area of the quest or it like approaching it without the right quest popped up. It's it's really inconsistent. Sometimes you need to have the quest selected in your quest log in order to advance it, and sometimes you don't um, for various quests. So I guess this one, I just I didn't have the right combination of like being a human and approaching from the right area and having the quest selected. So I kept trying to go into the snowstorm, and it kept being like, you can't do this until you have a hot drink. But there was like no way of getting a hot drink. And then I finally got to approach it from the right side and I met a guy and he's like, oh, hey, there was a, there was a cut scene where he told me I needed a hot drink. And then the quest where I could get a hot drink opened up. Oh, okay, that's why you had so much trouble with that one. Yeah, that yeah. makes, that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, and, then, and then the quest to get a hot drink is like a whole other fucking ordeal um, because you have to go to town and then you get your Irish coffee. That's the hot drink, right? Coffee and whiskey. And then you you realize, oh, but I need some way to, to keep this drink hot. And there's a, a child comes into the bar and says, well, we found aliens and they have a futuristic device that can keep the, the, the drink hot. And um, me and my siblings will each give you a, a hint as to where this device is hidden. And this is um, this. The, the kid is either Emma or Clay or uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte Macaulay. Um, and I guess it's, it's the same one, girl each yeah, time. It's, yeah. It's, it's one kid with like some kind of disassociative personality disorder, but so it, the, the, it, it's the same kid, but on like Mondays and Wednesdays, it's Emma. And on Thursdays and Fridays, it's Charlotte. And on other days, it's another kid. So you have to yeah. like go through several days to talk mm-hmm. to each of these kids to get the photo that shows you where the thing is and then you go to the lake and you like find an item that you then have to sniff as a dog to dig up the thing and big fucking surprise it's just a thermos it's a thermos yep. it's a thermos just an you old the thermos. The thermos yep and then you and then you make it through the snow and so it's funny how long the game makes it so that you can go without knowing that you have a run button because there's a part in this where you're supposed to follow behind this guy through the snowstorm. And if I presumably had the run button, I could have kept up with him, but I didn't. So I just was in dog form and just followed him by scent the whole time. 
and so that works fine also. You actually do have to follow him by scent, but you can run and keep up with him for like the first two like legs of that journey through the snowstorm. And then the third time, it's like he just runs away the fuck off and, and uh, presumably despawns. Um, and I I had tried to get his scent, but it when I had tried to do it the first couple times, it like didn't register. So I was like, okay, I guess I just have to keep up with him. Um, but then that doesn't work. And you have to like be really centered on him to actually pick up the scent when you mm. when you try to like hit the button. Um, so we we both had problems with that, I guess, yeah. in different directions. Is, um, uh, is there any way they tell you that you can turn into a dog or a cat for this mission? But is it even possible to do as a cat? Because you have to do scenting, don't you? I think so. I turned into a dog, um, and I didn't I even try into to turn a dog. into a cat. Yeah. So yeah, weird. Maybe there. Maybe he doesn't know. run as fast if you're a cat or something. Yeah, um, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, then presumably, if you're a cat, he can just pick you up. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he doesn't, though. Yeah. No, um, no. Yeah. So the uh, then y'all run into a bear in the snowstorm, and he stabs the bear in the eye. Which Stop is the bear in the eye. Holy shit. <laughs> Which is just weird and sudden and gruesome for no reason. That's like the most violent thing that happens, and it happens just completely out of the blue. And and then the bear runs off and it's just never addressed again. How you almost died from bear, but the bear now is dead because it got stabbed in the eye by a man whose job is, he's like the local fucking forest ranger or something. Yep. If, if anyone's gonna not be stabbing bears in the eye, it's like it should be this the guy. local forest warden. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, yeah. So yeah, just a bizarre tonal yeah. thing happens there yeah yeah so you get to the mine and it turns out it's like this secret military complex with like old like dynamite littered around the place and all these like cordoned off like electrified fence areas and it seems like they're going to some like weird government conspiracy angle and it it, it has that sinister music again from like the second one and you're like Oh, holy shit. And they, they talk about how the government was doing, like, these Wicker Man experiments where they were, like, trying to engineer perfect soldiers or some shit like that. Um, I don't know. It gets, like, it's really, like, eerie and weird. But then you discover the fucking UFO. Yeah, also worth noting that you you get through the mines by, um, you, you meet an old war veteran named, I think his name is Horatio Stringer, and he tells you about the secret government base, and he also tells you that, like, oh, well, I was in there, and I, I escaped, and I, I, um, I marked the route it's all over the walls <laughs> yeah and and this this whole segment of the game and your every interaction because this is the guy who also gives you the quest about scent marking like mm -hmm. territory marking as a dog just this this man is just fucking obsessed with hiss <laughs> like uh, this this is not a game that on on the surface is like you know, has any level of, like, vulgarity or, you know, adult content. It doesn't, like, look like that. And it doesn't really... It isn't that most of the time. But then sometimes... Uh, sometimes Naomi's just, like... I, I don't remember if she ever drops an F-bomb. But, like, Naomi's swearing. The game is obsessed with piss. 
to to a bizarre degree. <laughs> yeah. um, there's just like all of these weird kind of off-color jokes that come out of nowhere and then also just disappear back to nowhere. Yeah, the game the game just like has just weird occasional like really weird tonal lurches where it's like yeah. it's like cute kind of for kids like simulation mystery and then oh stabbing a bear in the eye like yes. oh it's all about piss for a little bit <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah it's just again I, you know it's one of those things that i guess i would just like chalk up to being a sweary game honestly um so, so one of the things about this game that like really baffled me is it's so hard to tell when the game thinks it's being funny and when it thinks it's being serious yeah. uh like some of the things in the game that it seems like are supposed to be serious are quite funny and some of the things that seem like they're supposed to be jokes just don't land at all and like some of the stuff that it seems like maybe was supposed to be a joke is like actually kind of serious and dark and you're like wait is that is that was i supposed to laugh there like it's so hard to tell i'm not normally yeah. this bad at reading tonal <laughs> intent yeah and and even uh you know even the whole the whole mystery that is central to the game um like the the mystery is never really resolved in any way um but then the game also in in various points just like throws in random things that are supposed to be like oh this is part of the mystery like what is this thing that they've just shown me on the screen here that never come back like there's there's one that I'll mention when we when we get into the endings there's like a a, a weird little like it's almost a scare that they try to throw in it's not really it almost is and it's like there's this mysterious figure watching you uh that just it shows up for like a second and then is never addressed or brought up again because it's the very end of the game. It's like, what are you, what is, what is this? What, like, what, what are you trying to do? What are yep. you trying to do? Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. you make your way through the piss mines. You make your way through the piss mines. Yeah. Uh, and you get to like this secret Stonehenge uh, area with a giant crashed UFO at the top. Uh, and you have to like plant. Uh, you have to like go and get the something from the the secret government computer that gives you a seed that you plant in Stonehenge and water by pissing on it. Um, yes, and then it grows a giant beanstalk that you can climb up to the UFO. Uh, and the UFO contains the, as far as I know, the only instance in the game of mandatory use of the run button. <laughs> Which is why I discovered the run button. Yeah, apparently. Huh. You want to talk about what's in the UFO, Kelso? Uh, you know, um, I'll try. So you you get up into the UFO and one of the, the, the kid, Emma or Clay or Charlotte, um, is up there. And you get up into the ship and it's like a, it's just a vast, flat, featureless... Um, field of grass and the child is there and you find out that she is um possessed by or otherwise in some kind of symbiotic you know brain relationship with uh the aliens who are from the ship um and, are, and they and are a fungus and and yeah and it's it's like sort of a, a fungal hive mind that's what the the glowing footprints are is that the, the the glowing moss is aliens um 
and they came to Earth to like study humans, I guess. And I I don't remember exactly how they um, ended up possessing this child. Um, but they and your guide who stabbed the bear also is possessed. Yeah, I guess. they possessed him as well for some reason. Um, I think I think they like they were looking for hosts. Um, uh, like maybe to take over the planet, but then they decided, ah, these guys aren't so bad. So now they just need hosts to like leave or to um, communicate they, with us or something. Yeah, or to communicate. Yeah, it's it's uh unclear. Um, but this is where you also find out that the the special chicken that lays the special eggs that we alluded to earlier um is like a a monitoring ch- chicken that they have brought. To, to the town it's a spying to, to monitor device people. yeah it's a spying device um and so you get sort of a, a boss fight sequence actually a couple different phases to the boss fight sequence the first one is um the the kid is levitating through the air and spawning wave after wave of chicken that you have to not touch you Got basically it. just have to sort of dodge them and you can't um, avoid them by walking i tried many times Yes. You have um, to run. Yes. And it goes on for way too long. Um, and, and then eventually you like, you catch up to the kid. Um, and then His name is guide... Simon, by the way, which confused me because the, there's a quest objective that's like, stop Simon. And I'm like, who the fuck is Simon? Oh yeah. The alien's <laughs> name is Simon. Yeah. And then um, I think, the 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 nature guy uh, i think his name is david david um, yeah I, he shows up and he's also possessed and he goes into dog form and you have to fight him um in cat no he's in cat form he's a cat and yeah. you also have to fight him as a cat and you they you know it's just a standard like he's got a move set and you got to watch for the move that like leaves him disoriented he does a big charge and then he's kind of stunned for a minute afterwards and that's when you attack him um yeah. but then after you you knock his health down they do like the anime thing where where um both combatants sort of fly through the air at each other and then they both land and one of them falls over and you know the one who's still standing is the winner um and and then i don't remember the aliens are like yeah we'll give them back we don't want any trouble uh um and then you just like wake back up in town and uh it is unclear whether or not um, either the kid or whether David have committed the murder, but they just decide to lock it up um, just just to be safe. Because yeah. uh, he was possessed though, by alien fungus, it's possible he committed the murder and doesn't remember it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and they also talk later on, you you meet the, the kid's grandma. She's, it, it's, um, the vicar is the grand's grandfather and his wife, is uh you know his the grandma and she just kind of wanders around um but you you meet her and she's like yeah i I, emma seems really depressed since the whole shit with being possessed by aliens get her a gift for me please uh which like that's the only time that it's really ever addressed it's like oh yeah there might be some lingering psychological damage uh please buy her a, a toy on my behalf what I didn't do that side quest. I got about halfway through the other side quest where, like, David's sister is like, I'm worried about him since he was possessed by that alien. Like, you should, like, get him a hot meal. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. 
And you can't even finish that quest until the post game because he's just locked up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, David and um, the the lady from the the magic sword quest. Um, her name is Martha Berryman, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they they end up being like locked up in a a house. Yep. A, across from you know Rudman White's big you know manor house um, until you you know until you get through the rest of the game because they're da- dangerous. Like I don't know. I guess. It's, yeah. It, it seems don't unnecessary, but. Yeah, don't yeah, don't ask questions. You're right. You are absolutely right. So, so yeah, a- aliens. Yep. So then when these when you finished all three of these quests, uh some heretofore completely unmentioned scientist who works for Morning Bell News, I don't know why Morning Bell News uh employs the scientist, but uh he somehow gets this like amazing inspiration that the three things that you retrieved, which is to say the whiskey, the tip of the sword, and the glowing fungus, um, can be combined into a magic ray that turns people into cats or dogs uh, at any time, not just around the full moon. But it doesn't turn just anybody into cats and dogs, it only turns the people who are already like can turn into a cat or dog from the town into cats or dogs. So unclear how he gets this brainwave from just the three items, which on their own wouldn't do anything. And um, it's, anyway. it's funny because he's got this whole evil scheme of like, yeah, this is how we're going to reduce, you know, um, like world hunger and overpopulation. Is okay, just, he has two gonna... evil schemes uh, that, he, that he explains differently. This is the first one. <laughs> Yeah, the first one is we're gonna we're gonna um, use this this magical ray to turn you know deadbeats and useless people into cats and dogs, so that only only the worthy people can you know consume resources and um, take up space. But that doesn't make any sense because the ray only fucking works on people who are from the town of Rainy Woods. So I don't know what what he's trying to do, what he even thinks if, he can do there. Yeah, also, even if the raid did work, I'm still not sure what his plan really was. He, it sounded like, he's like, can you can you imagine what a utopia the world would be if we could arbitrarily turn anyone into cats or dogs? And I'm like, yeah, I don't he, he straight this up out, says, if, Yeah, he straight up says, like, if people gain the ability to turn into an animal, all of society's problems will disappear immediately. That is almost verbatim what he says. And for a man who is supposed to be, like, so brilliant, they're like, oh, he got his first college degree when he was 14 years old. Our boy is a fucking dumbass because that doesn't solve jack shit. Yeah. Very, so, very, maybe he's know. a very one of those people who's like very strong science mind, but like absolutely no social intelligence of any kind. That would track with his overall behavior. Yeah, he's, he's really also would. like an absolute ass. Like he he refers to everyone other than himself as subhumans, and like basically thinks he's like the only worthwhile individual in the entire world. Yeah, he sucks. He really sucks. Yeah, he just um, so he just comes out to Rainy Woods and like sets up a base there and is like, I have I have combined these three things that you found into a ray gun. It's like a child's water pistol that's got like 
It's filled with the whiskey. It uses the fungus as a power source, and it's got the uh, the sword tip like mounted on top of it as a focus somehow. Yeah, and some kind of magical these, catalyst. Yeah, together all three of these things make a ray gun that can turn only the people who already have cat or dog powers into a cat or dog or back uh, at, at at will. That's it's that's the power of the gun. And bizarrely, you know, he says, "Oh, well, he 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 shoots um, David and uh, whoever else he has captured," and he's like, "Oh, they they turn into a dog or a cat." Um, and he also shoots your big burly like bouncer man, and he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't change, so it only works on people from the town. But like, he never thinks to try it on you, even though somehow over the course of the game, literally everyone in town fucking knows that you can turn into a cat or a dog. Like, it is just not a secret at all to anybody. Everybody yep. knows it. So I don't know how he didn't know it because he's such a smart, smart boy, and you know they've been keeping tabs on you. Uh, it's uh, it's just. Who, so confusing. Yeah. So then they decide to use the ray gun. Well, first of all, they have you um, abduct several townspeople to test it out further. Yeah, which includes the the little girl Emma. Uh, so the fact that and you have to drug her as a cat to get her to come along. So like the fact that there is a quest in this game, a mandatory quest where you must drug and abduct a small child. I was like, do I even want to fucking finish this game at this point? Yeah, yeah, you have to drug and abduct a child. Um you you trick the um the detective into thinking that you have found the the culprit of Elizabeth's murder, which is still not solved, by the way. Her murder is still not solved. Um, and he, you know, apparently harbors some fondness for her, which is why, you you know, you trick him. You say like, oh, I've got this clue. Uh, we got to go catch this guy. And he goes and gets abducted um, by that. And then, and then yeah. you, you steal, you a, steal sheep. a sheep, um, which makes which makes Lynette, Lynette Burley, um, you know, try to come and get the sheep. <sighs> um, and, then, so, yeah. and, and then there's the amazing sequence where you're like fuck this shit, I'm gonna tell everyone in town what's going on and someone will help me. And you wander around town trying to find people who will listen to you and everyone tells you to fuck off because you've been nothing but horrible this entire time and are now betraying them. And the music The Good Life plays. Yeah, oh my god. And then, who? I don't remember who you talked to from that the song town. Is that song, well, you can, they, they basically list everyone in town and you just have to talk to, like, X number of them, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, um, then, then you have, like, a big conversation. Is it with the, with the witch lady? She's like, oh, well, they, they could have reported you, so they're actually being nice. Yeah. Like, they could have had you arrested, but they, 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 deep down, they secretly like you, so they're, they're, this is their way of being nice. Yeah. Um, which doesn't. Which, like, make a hey, lot of sense. like, there's no reason for them to secretly like you. You've been nothing but an ass to them. Like, Naomi's entire personality is, like, dumb bitch who gets tricked, like, greedy as fuck, and keeps calling the town a hellhole. Like, that's her whole personality, and it's like, she's not a pleasant person. Yeah, no, she really sucks. Um... <sighs> So and, um, yeah, I, the music the music got me because it's it's about like there's a they play a song about how like it's okay that we're materialistic and like want want to have money and live the good life now I guess is the the song 
Uh, and it's like this kind of weird like, rock ballad that's totally not appropriate for anything else in the game. And it just like plays over this dramatic sequence of you like trying to find someone, anyone who will listen to you. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I found that part really funny. I'm like, this scene is somehow an encapsulation of this entire game. Yeah, it 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 really is. Um, so you you go talk to the witch. She's the only person who'll talk to you. And basically, what has happened is, um, Morning Bell is they're going to do a worldwide live stream. Oh yeah. So um, now we get evil off. evil plan number two for the scientist here. Which doesn't make any sense either. Um, but they're going to do a worldwide live stream showing off this dog, this ray that turns people into dogs or cats. And they're going to say that the, the, the residents of Rainy Woods are using this technology as a treatment for late stage cancer. And that they've just been hiding this, this miraculous cancer treatment from the rest of the world and man they really fucking suck and everybody better get over here so you can get the cancer treatment yep and they're gonna make you think they're gonna make people think that the government is doing a cover-up so that people who are like easily like swayed by conspiracy theories and very rich will dump a bunch of money into it and they'll make a bunch of short-term money before everyone realizes it's a scam like that's their yeah. whole plan. Yeah, like, their whole plan is yeah. We, we're just gonna yeah. make some money off of some rubes, um, and and kind of wrong. like ruin ruin the reputation of this town in the process as a byproduct. Yeah, for for no reason. Like they, yeah. they don't gain anything from ruining their reputation. They just gain some money. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, we gotta we gotta stop this live stream so that it doesn't happen. Um, you team up with the the witch and the vicar to um to drink all of the whiskey because the whiskey is a key component of the ray so you go and um drink all of the whiskey and also your your rival we have not mentioned your rival your rival is another photographer from boston i guess yeah who sort of has the boston accent but he's he's a big dumb dick who rides around on a motorcycle and does a dumb pose and says lobster. And that's his whole like character. He, not, not like he uses that word in conversation. Like he just shouts the word lobster and poses as like his signature catchphrase. Yeah. And poses. And like, he's just constantly like, he is the only person who's probably more of an asshole than Naomi. Um, yeah. And, and he's just an asshole to Naomi. Yeah. Uh, like constantly saying like, ah, I'm going to beat you to this scoop. And, you know, taking photos of her without her consent and then uploading them to the internet um, to just just to ridicule her and, and generally just being a nuisance. Um, he gets frozen in solid in a block of ice um, when you're when you're <laughs> going mountains. through the blizzard and, you know, then just comes back and fine. But, y- you know, you you end up teaming up with this guy to stop the live stream. Um, and then it's like, whoops, we didn't think ahead. We drank all these whiskey bottles, but of course the scientist guy is going to notice if the bottles are empty. We didn't think this through. What should we do? Oh, I guess we got to fill them back up with, with some other kind of liquid. Hmm. Which, wh- uh, how, how do you produce liquid at short notice? Oh, you got to, we got, Naomi has to sneak over to the bottles and piss in them as a dog. 
Yep. Uh, once again, once again, piss saves the day. Yep. It's the piss game. Um, so the, the live stream starts and he, um, I guess, so before this, you, you have a, like a, a video conference with Lucy, who is sort of your contact on the inside and she's sort of playing and both the, sides. And the CEO of, uh, and the CEO of Morning Bell, like she's a yeah. random character who comes in at this point, who you've also never met before. Yeah, who's she's like, just a you random know, People don't Shitty. care about morality. Like the only thing who like money is what determines morality. If you have enough money, like you can say whatever is moral that you want and people will just take your word for it. And like, you know, no one cares about like this, the like most cartoonishly evil CEO mindset that you could possibly have. Yeah. And then Lucy comes in and she's like, okay, I have a plan, you guys. And she's just like, like fucking sociopath levels of I am going to bring this company to its knees through like my own fucking machinations like just a, a terrifying force um who is thankfully on your side yeah um and she you know she says like oh we're gonna we're gonna like do some social engineering where I'm gonna tell the doctor that he's gotta use the ray on the dogs and cats because people need to see cats and dogs otherwise they're gonna stream but what that's actually going to do is that's going to you know start all of these allegations of animal abuse by morning bell and we're going to turn the public against morning bell like well, okay uh, that's a kind of complicated a complicated plan it's it's a very complicated plan with a lot of room for error yeah it makes it makes a lot of just wild assumptions um but so to be fair so did the original plan bad guys oh, plan yeah. so oh yeah absolutely um yeah yeah so basically he tries to use the ray and it doesn't do anything and people are watching the stream and being upset because why is he shooting a ray that's not doing anything at all these dogs and cats and like screaming while he does it uh, and he just keeps the ray turned on for like a solid 10 minutes just like wow why isn't it working i gotta turn the power up and yeah. like never thinks to stop until like he uh, you literally say, gets like, fired <laughs> yeah basically you say like aha i have foiled your plan and now i'm gonna take a picture of you and then he jumps at you and you like kick him and then the ceo lady comes and she starts screaming at all the interns like ah, i gotta shut down the stream pull the plug i don't i don't give a shit if you break blow up the generators and she like fires the scientist also, while on the live stream, she she threatens him with legal action, uh, um, and that's like that's that's the end of that sequence. Everybody realizes that like, oh no, Morning Bell's evil. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's uh -huh. that's more or less the climax of the game. Like it's it's more or less like that's everything after this is denouement. Yeah. So. Um, it's, and so, like lobster is there reporting and you're filming and it's like what you mean do you mean to tell me uh, like citizen i'm interviewing that this was all a hoax the whole time and he's like well yeah like my and it's they uh, they interview like rudman white and he's like well yeah like my wife died of cancer like you would think that if uh we had a cancer cure we would have been able to stop that <laughs> 
Except that it wasn't his wife who died no, of cancer. It was, it was, it was the turtle. And she didn't have cancer. Um, and then and then they also throw in another like weird little twist of like, oh yeah, Morning Bell came in and they said they wanted to buy up all of my land and I told them to kick rocks. And then they said they were going to buy up all the land anyway, which is like, who fucking cares? Like, is this just did, another did evil that thing happen? that they're doing? Yeah. He, did he, that he happen and this is the first we're learning about it right like yeah, yeah and he like he mentions it like it's something that we all know about but th yeah that's, that's the first time they mention it anyway you get a bunch of money um for for breaking the scoop and uh, then you have a decision and it's do you want to donate the money to the town to protect its secrets which i don't know how that works because it's on the internet and it, it's on the internet forever because that's how that works um mm -hmm. but you can you can donate i think it was like twenty three thousand pounds or sorry 23 million pounds um is what you end up getting and at that point your debt well, you is like 21 21 million yeah yeah so you know you end up with like two two million pounds um mm -hmm. but you can you can donate all the money um to the town or you can fuck back off to new york and live live in the lap of luxury yeah it's basically um, like be a semi-decent person who kind of wants to atone for what you did or just continue to be an asshole are the two options yeah um so if you if you choose to stay in the town like they they throw a big party for you and you wake up the next day in the bar um and um the new elizabeth shows up and she says like well, first she takes the shoes from you, and then she says, happiness is something that is passed from person to person. Do you understand? And she puts a photo face down on the bar and leaves, and you pick up the photo, and it's the CEO of Morning Bell, and she is has been murdered. She's been impaled well, by the sword. It's Well, here's the thing. It's specifically the photo that you took of her dead and impaled in the river, but instead of her, it's the CEO who's dead and impaled in the river. And so yes. I was unsure if this was implying that, like, this had happened after the fact or if she did some weird, like, time magic such that, like, you know, her her weird cyclical ritual is such that she was able to, like, retroactively change the past so it was this woman who was killed and not her. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some some magic bullshit going on. Yeah. Um, and then that's the end of the game. You can sort of go back and, and continue to make money, take photos. Um, do side quests. Do side quests. Uh, if you choose to go back to New York, what happens is you you have like a sequence of your, you're at like a, a nightclub with Lucy and you're partying and like Lucy's the new CEO or something. Um and this is the 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 weird like almost scare that I that I mentioned a while ago. They like zoom into a mirror that is nearby uh, at this nightclub while you're partying with Lucy, and you just see like a shadowy figure fucking staring at you. And there's a musical sting, and then like the screen goes black, and it's like, oh, Naomi spent all of her money, and now she's poor and back in rainy woods again. And it it picks back up. At, at the same the point as game. after the party yeah where you know elizabeth walks in and all that stuff happens and and that's you you do get an outfit if you choose the new york route which is like uh it's got like good stats and it's just 
a shiny silver textured version of your regular outfit, I believe. Um, spent almost the entire game in the like royal getup that you have to make for the quest uh, with the sheep. Um, you make this like big fancy red dress with like a fancy hairdo, uh, and it's got decent stats. And so I just mm-hmm. wore it the entire game. Yeah, I, I, I legit forgot there was stats on clothing, so I just unequipped it as soon as possible. Fair enough. It's it's not like the best looking thing, but like also who the fuck cares? Kind of. Yeah, so I think stat- I used like I used my. Uh, What's it called? Kickstarter outfit, oh, just yeah, because yeah. I had one. Yeah, there, there's a Kickstarter backer outfit that is, it's like, it's a hoodie. It's a red hoodie with the, the game logo on it. But the, the different thing about the, the Kickstarter backer is that when you transform into a cat or dog, they're also wearing the hoodie. It's cute. Aww. That's, that's the only thing it does. Um, I don't know if it has any stats, actually. The, the stats, much like uh, every other system in the game, don't really fucking matter. Like, they're nice to have if you've got good stats, but... If you just wear the default clothes, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't like negatively impact you in a huge way. So, yeah. And that's the game. That's the game. I, here's the thing. I can't decide how I feel about this game. I have so many mixed feelings about it. Because on the one hand, like, there were a lot of individual moments in the game, especially when I was like exploring some of the like outer reaches of the map. Uh, and, you know, doing some of the mini games where I was really enjoying myself. Like, I was having a good time playing it. And there are definitely, like, a bunch of moments in the game uh, where that are, like, really memorable, that are going to stick in my mind, and I'm going to, like, remember this thing about this game for a really long time after this. But on the other hand, the entire thing is such rickety bullshit that's poorly balanced and poorly optimized and poorly designed and like held together with fucking paper clips that I feel like I shouldn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought about it like this. Like I well I knew what I was getting into. And that yeah. helped. But also like the game has very clear directions for you. So like it's very easy to go and pick out like what I'm gonna do today. Like, mm-hmm. get this quest, follow it, do this, do this. And that was very, like, soothing and relaxing and, yes. Yeah. Unless, of course, you run out of, like, hunger or whatever and have to sidetrack to go, like, <laughs> spend yeah, money. Yeah, but even, even then you have clear objective. Yeah. To, like, go fix your hunger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and most of the time, you know, in order to fix any of these issues, unless it's like I, you need to a crafting item that only drops one out of a hundred times, like those are the real problems. But you know, it's like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm just gonna spend two seconds buying a food item and eating it. Mm-hmm. And that that's not a, money, a big deal usually. Money is also a system in this game that is such a weird system, because on the one hand, it like. It feels hard to earn and you never really feel like you have enough of it until like towards the end of the game. But also there's not that much to spend it on. So you end up accruing a lot of it. Yeah. Everything is either really, really cheap or so ridiculously expensive. It's out of the question. So. Mm -hmm. And like theoretically, 
this is something I didn't notice until later on in the game. Um, theoretically, you you don't have to eat. And this you might not have noticed because I don't think they ever actually signpost it. But if you kill an animal as a cat, it automatically gives you like a small amount yep. of... Um, I abused of, the hell out yeah. of that, that yeah, mechanic. So did I. <laughs> so did I. Um, if I was like not close by to a food source, that's just what I did. Yeah, just kill and eat small animals as a cat. It's fine. Yeah. You can get through the entire game doing that because there are small animals everywhere. This is the most realistic simulation in the game is when you turn into a cat, you have a power that basically lets you auto murder any small animal in the vicinity around you. And you should and you do. Yes. You are just a little psychopath as a cat, which is very accurate. Um, oh, actually, one mechanic that we didn't mention before, there is just like a health value. So eating animals as a cat, it refills your hunger, but it does not modify your your healthiness rank. So sometimes you do have to just go to the restaurant and eat a salad to get your hunger back up to 100%. Um, and I don't... To be fair, losing yeah. all your health is not a big deal. Yeah, it it doesn't like I don't know what it actually does except maybe Well, if you if you you more likely to get sick? Oh, the like oh yeah. So does is that what the percentage value is under the under portrait? the portrait? Yeah. There's a percentage value and I never figured out the entire fucking game what that what controlled that or how to interact with it. Yeah, that's your healthiness. So it's 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 a big problem because your actual hit points value is what they call stamina, but they also call your running, like running and attacking bar stamina. Um, and then your, your healthiness bar has nothing to do with your hit points. It's just how healthy are you? How many greens or, you know, healthy foods have you eaten lately? If you do, um, if you do stressful things while at low health, then you can get status ailments. So like if you're, if you, sense. Uh, I think if you're like doing certain things on low health, like being out in the rain, then you can get a cold. If you like eat food when you're at low healthiness, you can get a toothache. And if you like lift heavy things while at low healthiness, you can get a lumbago or something like that. Okay, that makes sense. I, I never fully figured out how the healthiness thing worked. I got the only illness I ever got was um, I, I, I basically spent most of the game with a cold. Yeah, um, and I and I counterbalance that by eating foods that um, that increase your like running stamina bar to counteract that. But you you get a cold, I guess, by like you said, being unhealthy and walking out around in the rain. But it's like it's constantly fucking raining. So if you're not constantly just chomping down salads, you're you're just you're gonna have a cold. Yeah. Like most and of the systems in the game, it's poorly. Uh, it's poorly balanced because it's very easy to get certain illnesses and it's fucking annoying as hell to get rid of them because medicines are very expensive. Yeah, to, to cure a cold. Um, so there's there's one quest that the, the, the town veterinarian slash doctor does where he will cure your cold for free once. Otherwise, you have to spend a hundred hundred dollar hundred pounds rather mm -hmm. um, for the cold cure. Or you wait uh, an amount of days. I don't know how many days, but usually, I mean, your cold will eventually just clear up on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Whatever. I don't I don't think for a while I had cold toothache and lumbago all at once. And this was before I knew there was a side quest with the vet. So I didn't get to make good use of it, unfortunately. But I just had those three status ailments and I just kept them for like an in-game month and didn't do anything about them. And it doesn't hurt you that much. It means you have like smaller stomach capacity, um, which like I, as a cat, I was constantly killing small animals anyway, so it didn't fucking matter. And I have lower stamina, but I didn't know there was a fucking run button, so it didn't matter. Yeah. And, uh... like, real life, also. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't... And also, the, I don't even remember what lumbago does. Like, what the what the status ailment actually causes. Um, yeah. There's so, also a headache, and I have no idea how you get a headache. I did the, the... So the first leg of the doctor quest is get a cold so I can cure the cold. The second leg of it is get a headache so I can cure the headache. I have no fucking clue how to get a headache. I, I didn't know how to get any of the other ailments either. I just got he, a cold he does because tell I was you, outside in the rain. He does tell you in the dialogue how to get it, but there's no way to repeat the dialogue if you go through it too fast. So, Yeah. I, did I think manage I had gotten that get, quest and like, just forgot. So I think you get yeah. a headache if you like get a high enough stress level when you're unhealthy or something like that. I forget. Um, but I did, I did get it. I I got the, I got the cold, the headache, the toothache, and then I didn't get the lumbago. That was like left undone at the end. So. Yeah. Um, Uh, Or at least, I mean, I got the lumbago earlier, but I didn't get the lumbago as part of the quest where you're supposed to get lumbago. Right. And then I don't, I don't also fully understand. I know that if you, um, one of the mechanics is that you can warp home from anywhere on the map which takes time it uses up like your your wakefulness and your hunger and your hunger and it also adds stress but i don't know how else you get stress that's yeah. i think that's the only time that it specifically says you gained x amount of stress yep um and there's, and there's probably stress- other stress stuff that's happening in the background they just don't tell you about it so yeah they, they don't they don't tell you about it and there's also you know everything else has like a, an easily visible bar there's your your hit points bar your wakefulness bar your like dog cat uh, alignment your healthiness um your stomach content not but the everything way that, but <laughs> yeah but most of it but the way that your stress is indicated to you is by your character portrait and yep. by how grumpy you look yep. uh, the the uh, other the other mechanic that works like that is uh, the charisma. The only way to know that you're at full charisma is to get a set of golden sparkles around you when you like take a shower and do your makeup. Um, and if you and, if you let it go too long, you get a cloud of flies. Yep, which I but think is a, a mechanic that's also in Deadly Premonition, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was just about to say that's like that's an old sweary standby. Is that that's uh, in. In Deadly Premonition, you have to bathe, but you also have to, like, launder and change your outfits regularly. So, and shave, but, I yeah. think, right? And shave, yeah, that one too. So, Yeah, it's, yeah. It, the thing is, it's not, like, a hard thing to do to take a shower. You just, like, interact with the shower door and interact with, like, the makeup table. And, and that's it. Like, that's all you need to do. So it's just, like, a needless, like, chore that you occasionally have to do at your house that that like for no reason it's like that's one of if uh if you were to like start removing systems from this game like i feel like stress and charisma would be the first ones i'd take out 
Mm-hmm. That maybe the team cat, team dog one, because I thought that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason for that. Yeah. And it's like, it's so unclear as to what, like, because interacting with certain people when they're in cat and dog form gets you cat or dog points. Um, Donating to the shrine gets you cat or dog points and doing quests for certain people gets you cat or dog points. Sometimes, occasionally certain quests that it's unclear that, yeah, that which ones they are and whether that will affect things or not. Yeah, sometimes when they decide to to give you cat or dog alignment, um, it does that at the end of a quest. I have a question. If you got yeah. your hands on this game, would you start removing systems? Yes. Interesting. I, I would. I would like if I was designing it myself. Like one of the first things I would do would probably be to remove like four or five of the sixteen systems in this game, and then rebalance most of the others. Because I think this is, like, that's one of the big things that makes this game what it is. Yeah, but that's one of the things I don't like about what this game is. <laughs> yeah, th- there are a few, like like you said, I think the, the stress and the, the cat or dog and the charisma, I can say, I'll say we can leave it in just because it is, it is kind of a, a sweary staple and it's not a big deal. Um, like you could remove you could remove like three or four systems from this and still have a lot of interesting interlocking systems right like it's not like i'm mm-hmm. saying like oh all the systems in this game are bad it's just there's so many of them that like it's tough to be constantly keeping track of all of them and most of them feel more like uh an impediment to like what i wanted to do and and like it was a, it, most of them were annoying to keep track of rather than fun to keep track of. Like I really liked the crafting system. If that had been better balanced, I would have had a lot of fun because I liked getting like all these weird ingredients out in the wild and being like, oh, I guess that's where that comes from. Fucking digging baggies of white powder out of people's trash. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it also was. Um. Oh gosh. What was I? I was gonna say something and it just like it it drizzled out of my ear as i was like thinking about it um uh uh we can come back to it i, I might remember and i might not Something about um, systems you would remove and whether they were the good part of the game yeah and i don't i was gonna uh, yeah i don't gosh how did that it just it just flew away from me um eh, it's probably not a big deal i wish um, i could have crafted some clothes i would have had a lot of fun crafting clothes if i didn't need 50 aluminum cans for any single one of them yeah and they and the money cost of a lot of the outfits too like to to get the the outfit that is mandatory to progress in the game you have to give her like 200 bucks which is you know it's kind of a lot of money yeah especially Um, early in the game yeah that's definitely one of the pricier things that you have to to get um i really like the photography mechanic i wish there'd been more of that how much money do you start with i don't know yeah, you start with a decent amount of money. Um, you also have to buy like camera parts for one of the side quests, mm-hmm. uh, and like buying or um, buying camera parts is like several hundred pounds each, I think. Uh, unless you want the ones that don't break, in which case it's several thousand pounds each. Um, 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think like a new camera, like a brand new camera is like three thousand or something. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember the thing I was gonna say for for a game that makes you uh, eat constantly. It is a little strange to me how few foods you can actually carry with you. Yeah, because a lot of times you will either buy the food from a restaurant or cook it yourself, and then and it's it, it, it's it, it's not an inventory item. It's an item in the environment that you pick up and carry around, and you have to. Just eat it then. Eat it immediately, yeah. Um, and I would have liked the cooking. I, I liked the cooking mechanic. Because, um, again, I liked gathering ingredients. But it felt like there was never really much reason to cook anything except the basic, like, sautéed squirrel or whatever that I could make with the huge amounts of squirrel meat I was accumulating from killing small animals. Yeah, or or I did a lot of baked potatoes. Sorry, jacket yeah. potatoes. Because there's uh, yeah, someone... potatoes, yeah. Yeah, one of your neighbors has has a, a potato patch, and you can just steal their potatoes, and they respawn like every couple weeks or something. So you just you're never running low on potatoes. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. like all the all the basic foods you can make really easily, and they fill up your stomach. All of the foods that require or that like have really good um, boosts have a lot of ingredients, and you some of which are hard to get. Like there's some really good like mushroom based ones. But finding the right mushrooms to make them is a real pain in the neck. Um, yeah, you have so to go to a specific forest to like get some of those mushrooms, and then there's other mushrooms that only spawn in a different forest. Yeah, um, and so and, you and, might as well just go to the cafe and buy it, and like eat it there, and then you get you know like twenty minutes or whatever of the the boosts, and like fine. So yeah, I, I enjoyed learning recipes. I wish I had more reason to cook them. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's, you know, to even learn the recipe, you have to order it from the restaurant like 10 times or something, like some yeah. some kind of large amount of time. Yeah, it's like time. Th three times for some of the cheaper dishes, but yeah, it's more times for like the, the more powerful, expensive dishes. But also like yeah. getting a cheap dish with some like okay boosts costs like three pounds. So, or like a pound 50. So like you might as well just go and buy it. <laughs> Yeah. The the only reason to cook at home is if you're like if it's like the middle of the night and they're not staffing the restaurant. Mhm. Mm and yeah. that's if you're not already full from killing small animals. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I think if there were fewer systems you could make them more interestingly interdependent on each other and they could be um more they could be better balanced. I don't know. A lot of this game felt like no one tested it, right? Like, at least on a long-term scale, like, no one tested anything for balance. Yeah, and that's one thing that I, uh, because, you know, because I backed it on Kickstarter, I'm still getting emails, um, backer updates, and, like, the last month, like, every week or so, they've just been like, ah, here's a list of bug fixes and balance fixes and things like that, and so, like, they're still it doing that, but it's just, like, yeah, they decided not to do it until they released the game, which, like, okay, I guess. Like, I mean, there's they no. They did a lot before as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I, and I'm sure they actually did. It is a large and complex game, and, like, there's, I'm sure there was a lot to test. Um, and I will say, like, for all of Kyla hating on the game, I had a lot of fun. I really like this game. Yeah, and as I say, I don't quite mean to hate on it because I don't. I feel like I should hate it, and I had, but I did actually have a lot of fun playing it, so I can't entirely hate it, and that makes me feel conflicted. Yeah, the the moment-to-moment -moment 
in this game is is very enjoyable and it's just when you when you bump up against one of the systems that that you know isn't maybe implemented super well or is kind of uh, obtuse um, or opaque then that's when it gets frustrating and that's when it becomes a slog but yeah you know, you, you know what it is i really liked the game it occasionally made me very angry that's what it was <laughs> It's like, overall, I enjoyed the game, but I was occasionally very mad at this game. Yeah. And I think, I think a, lot of, a lot of the frustration is a balance of systems and poor signposting. Yeah. Um, or at least that's... I, although I will say, um, I, think, I think this was just a bug at the very beginning, like right after launch that they fixed pretty quickly where I had several side quests and even one of the main quests where like the NPC that I had to talk to, to advance the quest just disappeared from the world. And I spent several in-game days looking for them. There was a, a like not a map marker, but there was one of those little objective pointers um, you know, overlaid over the world, pointing you in the direction you need to go that just, didn't, didn't go anywhere it, it just was floating on the screen um like uh, some point off to the south like south of lake soul trains or something that it, it it and that happened to maybe like three npcs that had disappeared from my game um until i think it got patched and i loaded it up again and all of a sudden they were all just back um but like i said that got fixed pretty quickly but for for a while there that first week i was wondering if uh i was even going to be able to play the game because of yeah. that yeah same same as me where i'm like am i going to be able to play this if the first two jumping tutorial is a bug that i can't get past <laughs> yeah um do, um do you happen to know from the patch notes if they rebalance the uh drinking minigame and or the sheep uh taming thing um, I would have to look. I don't know off the top of my head. I I want to say there was something that was rebalanced with the drink the drinking mini game. I feel like I saw that mentioned. Because when I went um, to look for like bug fixes for this issue I was running into, what I saw primarily were complaints about the drinking mini game and the sheep mini game, where people were like, "This is way too hard. You need to pa like balance patch this." Yeah, so, that game is just way too easy. The which one? Both of them. Yeah, oh, the, the, the racing, yeah, yeah, the drinking the racing, one. I racing, I tend to end it with like more than a minute on like a two-minute race. Yeah, same. Um, the drinking uh, or the the drinking mini game, I was fine with. The sheep ones, I did fine with the ones that you have to do for story. The the ones where you um, like actually like do it every day for money. I actually never beat one of those within the recommended timing. I tried all three of them. Um, I maybe did like once in the end, but I, to be fair, I didn't do them that often. Like I tried each one of them like once or twice, and then I just it was like, all right, never mind. Okay, let me let me just read some of these patch notes. So this is the most recent one mm -hmm. from Friday. Um, players can now exchange dead bulls for aluminum cans at traders near Rainy Woods. The player's health will recover after staying at the hotel. Um, let's see. Fixed issues where awakening does not recover after staying at the hotel. Fixed issues where sheep kept in the pastures overlap each other. Fixed issues where some marking points cannot be marked. Fixed background display issues. Okay, let's go back one more. 
Um, that is not that is not patch notes. Let me let me just uh, go through these because okay. Um, okay, this one is from Friday, November fifth. Fixed issues where Naomi ends up in an encharmed state upon completing mail quests. I don't know what that even means. Um, adjusted the location of the badger in front of John Peel's pot. Adjusted, adjusted the health reduction and stress increase amounts after using fast travel. Um, fixed issue where text indicating the player has completed a quest and the text indicating that the player has started a new quest appears at the same time and overlaps. Fixed issue in the Garden 2.0 side quest, allowing players to progress the side quest when they approach Douglas, blah, 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 blah. Um, I was not able to progress that. They said, like, update your garden to, to do this quest, and I updated my garden and the quest didn't progress. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to spend, like, I like the garden I have now. I don't want to spend more money to do it again and maybe not get the quest. So <laughs> I just left yeah. that one alone. I was also never able to figure out how to do the quest where the shopkeeper tells you to like do your makeup every day or whatever. Um, I, I thought like maybe cause I, I did my makeup and it didn't ping that the quest was advanced. So I thought like, well, maybe you have to do it like multiple days in a row, but I could never get my schedule set up well enough to make sure I was doing it every single day. So um, yeah, I, I had the issue over. where like I didn't, I had the same issue as you. And then someday randomly it worked. Huh. Maybe I had the quest up before like, I did it or something. It, it probably Maybe. was having the quest active that did it. Maybe um, it also I was pretty sure I did it once with the quest active at least. But it maybe also was is it possible that you have to be team cat for it to work at the time? Because I they did say at, when you they introduced the team cat team dog mechanic that like, if it seems like certain quests aren't progressing, like, try getting to, like, the other team and, you know, see what happens. And I, oh, as far true. as I could tell, that never affected any any of the side quests. So I thought, well, maybe it was that one? Maybe. That could be it. Um, and I don't... I did, that one was pretty early on in the game for me, so I don't remember how I, how I got through it. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at all these bug fixes. <laughs> and it's good that they're still fixing stuff. Yeah. Um, fixed issue where Clay's name displayed as Naomi during normal conversations. <laughs> fixed issue where some items on the trader shop page are so an excessively large inventory number. Huh. Oh, that was another thing I want to talk about is like, there's some really like obnoxious UX in this game sometimes. Like the, like, there, it's little things. It's a bunch of like nitpicky little things, but there were enough of them often enough where I'm like, I wish this game had had a better sort of like pass on this. Um, including things like, if you want to put things from your inventory to into storage, you can't put an entire stack at the same time. You can only do one at a time. So if you have like 99 of an item, you have to sit there and click 99 times to deposit it in storage. Um, yeah. Or the fact that you can only put uh, money into uh, into your ATM thing in increments of, like, powers of 10. So if you want to put, like, $400 in, you have to hit the 100 button four times. Um, or deposit yeah. all and then take out a little bit. Um, and, and you can only remove 
money in in the same increments. So like if you need like 50 bucks, you have to get 100 or, you know, I don't know, which it's like a small thing, but I'm like, this could have been more pleasant to do. And the fact that some quests you have to, you know, switch over in your uh, it, like in your quest tracker in order to progress, but some you don't, and it's never clear which of those there they are. Uh, yeah, and lot, lots of little things like that. Or yeah, there would be times where you know, if um, like say you're walking around town and you see a, an NPC and you remember, oh, I've got a side quest associated with that NPC. I'm going to switch to that side quest so that I can so that I can proceed with that while they're here. You will switch to that side quest and then they will warp to another place where they are supposed to be for that side quest, completely <laughs> defeating the purpose of you know you being around. At, like I, I don't know, just the way the quest is managed, the quests are managed, just seems like. Every other game seems to have figured this out. Every other like big open world game sort of knows how to do this. So I don't know what, like what, <laughs> yeah. how the quest tracking works in the background here, um, that they they couldn't have done. Yeah, that's that's the thing about some of these things. It's not so much that they're like annoying. Like they're annoying in like little kind of nitpicky sort of ways where it doesn't ruin the experience it just feels like these are solved problems in other games like like you've seen this system done correctly like five or six times why is it I mean, not just that way the system was done correctly in deadly premonition <laughs> like you don't have you can you don't have to change your active quest to proceed with that quest in Deadly Premonition, which is another game that Swery made like a a decade and a half ago. I don't even remember when Deadly Premonition came out. Gotta look. Hang on. Uh, Deadly Premonition came out in oh 2010. Okay, so uh, not a quite not ago. quite a decade and a half ago. Yeah, a little little more than a decade. Um, so yeah, uh, it's just. <laughs> I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah, as I say, I, I'm very conflicted about this game because I I liked it a lot, um, but also it made me mad. But also I, I wanted to like it, but also I didn't want to like it. Like there's, I don't know. It, it's a lot of things and I feel I feel a lot of things about it. I mean, it's yeah. definitely a game where you should just go into and just enjoy the ride. Yes. Yeah, let it wash over you. Yeah, don't think too hard about it, and don't ask too many questions. And yeah, ride and your if, sheep. If you get stuck, uh, ask someone or post it on a forum. There, yeah. It was surprisingly hard to find information about how to do things. Like, whenever I ran into trouble, I would try and Google it, and it's just too new. There wasn't information about how to do X. So I'd have to either, like, ask you guys, which I did once or twice for things. Um, or, like, find there was, like, one Let's Play on YouTube, and I would, like, try and, like, scrub through the footage to get to the part I was at and see what, how they did it. Yeah, I, I found that the subreddit was frequently helpful. Um, okay. Weird, weird little issues like that, but not always. Not always. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's too new of a game, and it's also a pretty niche title. Yeah. Um, so that you know, that's not a not a winning combination when when there are things that are hard to figure out. Yeah, and so. also I like I I want to try and you know like have 
a lower bar for some things for what is effectively an indie game. Like it, it was, it was a pretty successful Kickstarter, but it's also not like a huge AAA budget for a game. So, yeah. like you know, I can forgive some of the like weird, poor optimization stuff, and the the fact that like there were a lot of like really weird low res textures and stuff in the game that, um. You know, the art style was felt felt like a like uh, children aimed mobile game, but also it kind of worked. Uh, I preferred it over, you know, like a realistic style. So yeah, um, and I wish that they would have turned some of the trees around. Yeah, they have the same yeah. rotation. Yeah, yeah. Um, also worth worth mentioning. Um, so the the Kickstarter that was successful. Um, was preceded by a campaign on Fig. Um, I don't know if Fig even still exists. Fig was like uh, the, yeah. the double fine crowdfund platform that I don't know if that even is still a thing anymore. Um, but they they launched their their campaign on Fig and uh, did not do very well. They initially, I, I believe, and I might not be completely right about this, but initially the plan was to sell two versions of the game. and One, one cat version, version of, and one dog version? Yeah, and I think you would eventually get both transformations, but in one game you would start off, you'd get the cat one first and have, you know, a greater portion of the game mm-hmm. only being able to do cat stuff um, and then eventually get the dog transformation and then you know vice versa in the other version and that yeah. confused the hell out of people um and they did away with that like that i think that was the first thing they did away with um yeah just just yeah. some wild ideas from the very outset um yeah there's a there's this there's this famous uh coco chanel quote that's something like um you know like when you're about like how to dress like using accessories and it's it's something like um you know when you're about to step out the door for the day look in the mirror and take one thing off yeah right like less is more and this is a game where it felt like they took nothing out right there was no self-editing of anything like any any system that they thought might be interesting they put in the game and damn the consequences yeah it, it, i i remember we had a similar we had similar comments about um, war for the overworld. We're just like <laughs> yeah. any any system that we thought of at any point during development just made it into the game. Yeah, um, and that's you know it, it could be a lot worse. Most of the systems at least work, um, yeah. so that's fine. But and and having a lot really of systems, add. having a lot of systems is not necessarily a bad thing. Like that can be like the fun part of a game but like not at the expense of like they're not very well balanced or they you know i don't know yeah again like most of them i had i had fun interacting with and on many of them i wished i could interact with more because like the balance the lack of balance was getting in the way of my enjoyment of those systems um but yeah, so it's hard to say that, you know, I would cut a bunch of them because I, I feel like I would, but also, you know, they're not inherently bad ideas for the most part. There's just a lot of them in it. Yeah. Um, take one thing off. Swery, when you look yeah. in the mirror before you ship the game, take one thing off. 
Yeah. Also, um, if you if you backed it on Kickstarter, um, in in the post game sequence, Swery just has a little character model hanging out in the bar um, that you can talk to, and he basically says, "I'm here for the Kickstarter backers. Go away. <laughs> like I don't do anything else." Which I don't know. That feels like a very sweary thing to do. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting that this game feels so much like a sweary game, and also not at all like a sweary game depending on, you know, where you are and what you're doing. A weird yeah. piece of his sort so of I, oeuvre. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the Zero Punctuation uh, review of this, which went up recently, which he actually said a lot of the same things we're saying. So, you know, I think he felt kind of similarly. But in it, he referred to Swery as, like, the cheap store brand version of Hideo Kojima. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. kind of, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. It's like there, there is just this weird little group of like Japanese game dev auteurs, and it's like Suda, it's Swery, it's Kojima, it's um, gosh, there's I mean, there's yeah, Yoko Taro. There, there, there's a whole bunch of them, and they're all kind of like they all got their own sort of flavor of bizarre yeah and i think, I, I think I, kojima is kind of the name brand one just because he's got the biggest budgets and has been the most financially successful of these for the most part but yeah that's fair yeah but i also look I, i'm not a huge fan of kojima i think he has good ideas but i also think that he is kind of an idiot star fucker so <laughs> yeah that's fair so, like i also bad. i also don't really like his his bullshit so like i'm with you yeah. on that um yeah I mean, but you know Star is the one that does the weird smaller budget games yeah yeah but and, you know sometimes the one that does... oh sorry go ahead sometimes like the weird off-brand version of the thing is better than the thing so yeah. It's brand brand recognition is more just a matter of like what's most expensive. And I feel like Kojima is the most expensive of these hot tours. Yeah. I, Doesn't you know, necessarily I, mean better. And I, I honestly I don't even agree with the premise that Swery is the budget Kojima because I think Suda is the budget Kojima because Suda and or not Suda and Kojima both play with like big big overarching concepts across many games and it, that that is a way better comparison to me than Swery who is just you know, kind of a kind of a strange little man who has I feel like some Kojima ideas. I feel like Kojima also has a thing where like the game has a certain tone and then occasionally there is an element in the game that is just wildly out of tone where you're like why the fuck is this in here? Like, what is this? Why did you feel it, like, so important to include this weird offbeat element that's, like, here for no fucking reason? Um, yeah, and see, to me, to me, that speaks way more to, like, the Silver Case, to uh, No More Heroes, and to, like, um, uh, uh, Killer7 than it does to any of Swery's stuff. Swery's stuff is a lot more blatantly off the wall. Fair. Um, I to be yeah, fair, yeah. Uh, I I do apologize for like I always get Swery and Suda confused with each other, and I think uh, last week I may have implied that like Swery was the author of some Suda games. So apologies for that. Oh, I don't remember. I just I have I 
I have a weird level of investment in all of these like very specific like I said Japanese auteur devs yeah um, that's fair so you know I don't know what it is but I and I, Yoko Taro is the one who does like depression porn um yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah I mean yeah we haven't even gotten to like Yute Saito the guy who made Seaman <laughs> god okay yeah or, um, oh, I can't remember his name now. The guy who did Tulip is another one. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I love Tulip. Uh, Tulip's great. And, um, like, the, it's like the team who worked on um, Moon. Like, they all went off and they some of them worked on Tulip and some of them worked on, like, Chibi Robo. And they all went off and did just, like, a bunch of weird shit that <laughs> that is fondly liked by, you know, two people. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, Japanese game developers are on on some shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think is the point. Um, so, I guess if you want something that feels very auteur, uh, this game is is a is a game, um, and maybe you will have a fun time playing it, and maybe that's a good reason to play it. <laughs> I feel like if you if you want to see Swery at his best, I'm not even going to suggest Deadly Premonition. I'm going to suggest The Missing, which is a game that came out a few years ago, and I feel like it really flew under the radar, but I'm going to go ahead and say that I think it's probably his best work because it is a lot more concise than this or Deadly Premonition. That's fair. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard good shit about Missing. The missing is it. great. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun sort of puzzle platformer, um, and I would recommend it to anybody. But I, I would say that if you if you want like Swery, the writer, putting forth his best material, I think that's going to be like the one you want to play. And I honestly, I'm thinking I kind of want to play it again because I played it when it came out and have not played it since. So I, that might be my next sort of fun project. Anyway. All right. I, we've talked enough about this game. What are yeah. we playing next? Speaking, I was going to say, speaking of like fun projects that that are up next, um, yeah. we are going to play Unpacking. Um, Unpacking is by Witchbeam and published by Humble Bundle. Uh, this has been on my radar for ages and ages and ages uh, because it's just a little Zen game about unpacking after a move and. You, you just unpack stuff. You have a lot of boxes. You have some rooms to put the, your shit in. And you the whole game is just putting away shit. And there's over 14,000 unique sound effects based on the material of the thing you're placing and its weight and what surface you're putting it on. Oh, that's dope. And I am... This is, a, this is an activity I enjoy doing in real life. I really like organizing things when you're like first unpacking and you're setting up your space and deciding like how the space is going to function to life like as part of your daily life like that's a joyful thing for me so i have been super excited about this game and i'm on i understand there's also like a narrative to it like that is told in the background through this mechanic so i'm curious like what they do with that um my expectation is it's going to be a bit like when we played florence um but we'll see 
Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I just want to unpack some shit from boxes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one because this is just going to be my life two months from now um, when we have moved. <laughs> yeah. So I really, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get into that headspace. Yep. It's um, also a much shorter game compared to our previous one, um, which is, it's only, I think like three or four hours. So yeah, it's, um, and it's a, it's like a little bit on the expensive side for an indie game. I think it's like a 20 bucks game, but it's also on game pass. So, you know, if you're, if you're concerned about price, get it on game pass. Yeah. Just pay for game pass for a month if you've never if you've never paid for game pass before it's like a buck yeah um, so there's that um yeah let's do plugs <laughs> are we is that do, do, do we have anything any 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 parting thoughts about uh, unpacking, unpacking or about um about the good life that you want to get in right at the uh, end here um a psa if you feel like a game is too expensive for the amount of time that it's worth the like that it's you know that it's that it runs um like sure by all means wait for it on sale if you want don't fucking leave a negative review on the game apparently that's a thing people have been doing with unpacking like how dare it be twenty dollars and only four hours long like fuck right off with that <laughs> like yeah that sucks if you if you don't think it's worth it for the money, don't fucking leave a review. Don't leave a negative review because of that. Because like plenty of games can be, especially if you liked the game. If you liked the game and you just think like it's maybe not worth it, leave a good review and mention that in your good review. It's so hard for indie games to achieve a positive review score, and just like miss me with that shit. I don't know. Anyways, no, that's a good PSA. I'm I'm on board with that. And I mean, we even did just say you can get it for cheap on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just save yourself the future anger if that's something that makes you angry. Um, yeah. If that's something that makes you angry, I don't know why you're listening to this fucking podcast, man. That's <laughs> like so not our entire ethos. Yeah. Um, to be fair, we give you a very long extended amount of time with not much value in it. So we we are providing the thing that you ask for. Yeah, and we do it for free, baby. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so if that makes you angry, just listen to the podcast instead. You'll get a lot out of it, and you're not paying anything. Yeah. Man, I spend money on this podcast for the Spotify host. It's not that much money. Yeah. But I, I, we do this for negative money, lads. Yeah. So fucking chill. Um, yeah, that being said. Um, yeah. yeah, hello. This is a podcast that we do. My name is Kelso. Oh, I'm so tired, but you can find me on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb. Yep. Hello. Uh, goodbye. Uh, I'm Kyla. You can find me on Twitter at Kyla underscore go, uh, where you will see my tweets about the fact that I don't know how fucking old I am. Uh, you can also buy my game, Wintermore Tactics Club, uh, on Steam, on Xbox One, on PS4 and on switch um please do so it's a good game and it's only 15 dollars, and it's like 15 hours so you know that's good value for money <laughs> yeah and i'm carl and you can find me on twitter at skug and a three nice skug yeah. with two g's two g's yeah two g's one threes <laughs>
And uh, also, also because we're probably not going to play it on the podcast, uh, go play Beast Breaker, which my friend Asher made, and is a really fun, like, Peggle RPG, like, pinball-style thing that, uh, that I think people will enjoy. Um, and I have been enjoying a lot, so. Yeah, I need to pick that one up. <sighs> yeah, well, this, this has been a podcast. We'll be back in, um, not two weeks because i'm gonna be out of town the next two sundays so we'll be back theoretically november 5th not november december 5th yeah Um, and we'll definitely have played the game by then because it's a short game (laughs) but uh but scheduling conflicts may dictate that uh our schedule is otherwise we'll see yeah so um yeah thank you for thank you for listening to this one which has been long and uh pretty wild um yeah we, yeah we appreciate I, your time. I don't i don't know whether i can recommend the the good life or not to people um but i didn't i i didn't hate it um I, or maybe i hated it and also felt many other things about it <laughs> hated it and also yeah. liked it and also was frustrated by it and also it was incredibly memorable so if if you want to if you want to play something that's very much the a thing that someone felt had a vision for what they wanted to make and they fucking made that thing you can play this game yeah i think that's really what it comes down to is like this is a game that you can't take on anyone else's recommendation you just gotta feel it in your heart whether or not you want to play it yeah pretty much (laughs) okay um we're gonna end the podcast now thank you for listening and we'll see you next time bye yeah, I... baby. <laughs> uh, I oh might cut that God. yeah, baby out. No, um, don't. We'll leave it fucking. <laughs> <laughs>